Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 67 of the Say Hey Podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey, Doug. It is February 17th, 2022. Bring in my co-host, as always, Say Hey, Rob. What's going on, bro? What's going on, bro? Another lovely Thursday night. I feel like Thursday is just like, that's our night now. The last few weeks it has, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I I woke up this morning, and the first thing I thought about outside of going to the bathroom was, it's Say Hey Day. Say Hey Day. Hell yeah. I like got, that. I like yeah. That. Say hey day. Got my corona. We're ready to bitch about baseball. I can't wait. Hell yeah, dude. I um you know the uh Super Bowl is coming past, and uh I'm coming a pretty past. pissed off pretty pissed off Niner fan as the Rams are your world champions, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh yeah, it's just it's kind of, now we're kind of in that you know lull of sports mm-hmm. and 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 you and I are, we're NBA fans. Unfortunately, we're Sacramento Kings fans, but, um, you know, especially since the moves they made at the deadline, they've been a little more um, entertaining as of late. So Watchable. We've, been, we've been filling our time with, with basketball and uh, well, Michigan got another big one tonight. Maybe they sneak in the tournament this year. I don't know. I don't think they're going to make a run or anything, but mm-hmm. um, it is, I mean, to the, to the majority of sports fans out there, this is kind of that lull period where, you know, football's done which is king, you know, basketballs every other night. There's no baseball. Um, and who knows when there's going to be baseball because so yet yesterday uh, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report uh, at least for the giants. I know for a majority of teams, pitchers and catchers were supposed to report this week. Spring training is officially delayed because uh, labor talks are still ongoing um, which is, you know, what we're going to talk about tonight. I, we actually, it's kind of cool. Cause you know, when, when people, uh, you know, we're just, we're just a little small hole in the wall podcast, but you know, I've had actually multiple people be like, Hey, you guys should do an episode on CBA talks, do an episode. So here we are, we're going to do an episode on, um, you know, the collective bargaining, um, lockout and yeah, I mean. What are your What are your thoughts initially, Rob? Like as a baseball fan, like right now, before we start in start getting into things. As a baseball fan, obviously, I'm very frustrated. As are you, as are a lot of people I have talked to. We should be counting the days right now until spring training games actually start, and that would be our sports filler right now, outside of basketball and whatnot. So. My feelings 
yeah, just just frustration, to be totally honest with you. You know, you've got your millionaires versus billionaires, you know, battle right now, and we're not there. It it's a lot deeper than I think we see all on the surface because sure. all all of us are just sitting around going, God damn guys, you know, kiss and make up, you know, let's go. You're gonna piss us off, you're gonna piss the fans off, but apparently it's not it's not that easy. So it's just pure frustration on my part. And I think the closer we get to them missing actual games, things are gonna ramp up. I read something that Jeff Passon posted just a little over an hour ago saying that Starting Monday, you know, he expects them to really crank up talks and start meeting every day instead of once a week or twice a week and whatever the hell they've been doing. But, you know, it's frustration is the word for me. It sucks. Yeah, that's that's probably the right right thing to say. You know, so we don't have to go. I have, I'm going to be honest, like Rob and I are not complete experts on this whole situation, which I'm sure. 95% of major league baseball fans are not. So, you know, we're kind of going into this, um, you know, we've, we've done a lot of research the last day or two still don't know, you know, half of what's going on, but we're going to, you know, do our best to kind of cover at least the really important factors in this process. And then we're kind of just going to give like our heartfelt opinions on it. So it's going to be more of like a personal episode on uh, professional topics, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, this most recent collective bargaining agreement, I have kind of like a I credit CBS sports this article by um, RJ Anderson. Thank you, RJ. Uh, <laughs> I have this in front of me and he did a great job. He's got this timeline and I'm not going to bore you to death and go through the entire timeline, but it does do a great job laying things out. So December 2nd is really when this lockout began and Rob Manfred said, you know, we're going to be going into uh, a lockout. Uh, and the frustrating thing for me before we even get in anything, so that's December 2nd, um, nothing happened until January 13th. That's six weeks, bro. Like we go from December 2nd to January 13th where, you know, if you're going to have a lockout, like let's, let's do it now and let's try and hammer things out. We know nothing's going to be figured out in one, one day, one week, whatever, even a month. But, I mean, did that kind of baffle you that, you know, they go like a month and a half basically without doing fucking shit? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of that old, uh, you know, you just can't conduct business during the holiday season excuse that, believe me, I've, I've been there. I've worked with people who have been there where it's like, well, yeah, Rob, I'm going to be gone uh, December 10th through the 27th with my family, but yeah, I should be back in the office by uh, January 4th. I felt like it, that was some <sighs> something that was going on between, uh, yeah, Major League Baseball and the uh, and the uh, Players Union. I feel like that was something that was going on because when you announce something as, you know, big as a, as a lockout where you're going to stop everything, you know, we can't do free agency, we can't do this, we can't do that, you know, it's a work stoppage. And that that's going to hit home with a lot of people and for to have nothing happen in those six weeks, I don't care what the hell the excuse was. I don't care what vacations people had planned, you know, what was going on. That is a really, really bad look for the yeah. sport. And for people like, like you and I, like, 
you know, you attest to a little bit ago, we don't know what the hell's going on. We're just reading tweets from John Heyman and Jeff Passan and Bob Nightingale and all those other dorks out there who, you know, write, write for the game. I mean, that's all we're doing. We're just keeping up. And when we're hearing nothing, the frustration mounts and mounts. So yeah, to hear for, or for it to go six weeks and have no progress. Yeah. That, that pissed me off. That pissed you off. That pissed a lot of people off. I imagine. So, you know what, we're, there's like four topics that we're going to really kind of dive into a little bit tonight. Um, you know, we're not going to talk about everything there. There's a lot of stuff going on that needs to be agreed, um, agreed upon by both sides. But, um, you know, the, the thing is, is a lot of people just jump to quick conclusions and they're like, well, fuck Manfred and fuck the owners. And, and I, I get that, but you know, like you kind of started off this episode with like, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know that are really being discussed. And, um, you know, these people have to be adults and and figure it out. And it's happened in the past. I know, um, you know, there's been multiple lockouts. I mean, there were a couple in the seventies or a couple in the eighties, the big one in 94, 95. And then we went like 26 years without a lockout. And so, you know, thank goodness. Um, But hopefully we don't have to go for that long between, you know, this one and the next one. So we went 26 years without a lockout, but I feel like between 1994 and right now, there's still been a lot of bitching and bickering back and forth between both sides. Sure. And there's always sure. been, oh, the players might strike. The players might do this. There's always, there's been threats of it, but yeah, this is the first time it's really happened in a time of significance for us where we can have to sit through it and suffer. Yeah. Rob and I were, you know, four and five when the yeah. last one, so we, we don't remember that. Um, and, and even if we did, we, we wouldn't, you know, really know like, well, why are they doing this? But but yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're 31, 32 years old now. It's like, you know, we definitely will remember this for the rest of our lives of how the, the great strike of 2021, 22, (laughs) if it ever ends, if it ever ends. So the first thing I want to talk about, and I think this is really, you know, pun intended here. This is what the really really the players are going to bat for and this is minor leaguers getting paid more and before we even get into specifics of it you know you're seeing every everywhere right now even um guys that have made it to the major leagues um but obviously had to go through the minor leagues rob can you agree with me that getting to the major league level is the most difficult process in all professional sports yeah i feel like you have to have the most patience of any athlete probably out there, maybe I, I know it's tough to get on the PGA tour. I know you got to go through a lot of qualifiers and things like that and beat a yeah. lot of people, but if you're just Joe, whoever coming out of college and going through the system of 20 some odd dra- round draft pick. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's really hard to get to the show and a lot of people just call it quits and never get there. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, you know, like I, I keep thinking, I know he's been in the news for other stuff this week, but whatever. Like, this is a perfect example of why Kyler Murray chose football over baseball. I mean, it's not even close. <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah. I, I knew I knew immediately just because I look at, and, and, you know, most people would understand sports are thinking, hey, if I choose baseball, you know, I'm drafted by the A's uh, pretty high. So I'm going to get like a decent bonus. And, you know, that's been all factored into this, too. But whatever. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but it's going to take me probably two plus years to get to Oakland 
and maybe another year or two after that before I actually make a real paycheck. Mm-hmm. Or I can go, uh, you know, play football. Oh, I'm going to be the first overall pick. And I'm going to go to the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm going to start right away, and I'm going to get paid bank right away, and I'm going to be, you know, an NFL star pretty much soon. So, you know, just weighing the uh, paths to get to the professional level in sports, that's just an example. But, you know, like, we're hearing a lot of things. I mean, these players, basically the owners want to – what their argument is is – from what I've collected is that, you know, all the training that they get throughout the year, whether it's in the spring and the winter, um, and then obviously throughout the seasons, you know, the training that they're getting costs, you know, like eight grand a player a month or whatever on average. And they're saying, so that should basically, you know, be your salary because that's your training. Um, First of all, you know, like how the, how the hell are these guys supposed to like live comfortably and fucking eat? And like, here's my, here's my number one thing. Uh, I, I'm going to let you speak in a minute, Kanye. No, but, you know, wouldn't you want the future of your game to be, um, one, performing at the highest level? But not only that, but two, you know, happy and proud to be part of, you know, Major League Baseball and, you know, go out, Hey, you know, kids, you know, this is, this is something that you can really achieve. And, you know, and of course, I mean, like the counter argument is if you get to the major leagues and, you know, there's no salary cap, like you have guys that are making, you know, 40 million a year plus. And it's like that cap, the counter argument is, is we'll suck it the fuck up and work hard and just be really good. Well, you know, that's not the same for everybody. You know, some guys really got to work their asses off just to even get to, triple a let alone um to the show so um kind of kind of give me your thoughts rob on on the whole you know the the whole battle between the players association and the owners and the players association really trying to you know get their younger guys taken care of yeah it just really hasn't been a priority for these teams and ownership and it's it's really sad to see you know you mentioned you know Kyler Murray, you know, being a, sh- a shoe in to, you know, be a, the first pick in the NFL draft. And you know what? He would have probably gone top 20 in the first round. I think uh, a lot of scouts were, 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 pro- were projecting or, or, you know, he did go top 20. I, he I, was, I, uh, I believe he yeah. was ninth overall, but yeah. yes, ninth. Yeah. That's what he was. That's yeah. what it was. Right. So yeah, he, he had a nice little, you know, bonus coming, nice little for first round payday, of course, but for, these these younger guys, I mean, when you start in rookie ball and low low A, single A, you know, you know, double A, triple A, I mean, there's there's so many layers to it, and that doesn't even count like winter ball that a lot of these guys uh, participate in. And yeah, these guys, it's a full on commitment, and they and for a lot of these guys, they know that they they can't afford to, you know, take a couple months off, you know, to go do something else because like you mentioned, they're not making really anything, anything, anything they're, you know, they're, they're living, you know, for, for, for years. I, I don't know if this, if this, if this still happens, but there's, there's been so many uh, instances where people got to live with like 
the families that bring people in. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't really know how to word that, but I know what you mean. Yeah. And it's th- things like that. You know, you're, you're living with strangers and uh, like you said, you're living off really just shit salaries and you've just, you got to really want to do it. And that, and that that's why it's such a, a testament to these guys who finally do make it. And for kind of ownership of these teams, just kind of wave at that and be like, Oh, do it. Fuck the process. And you know what? Do, do better or get out. Okay. Right. You know, you can say that it's, it's your team. It's whatever. It's, it's your business, but how do you expect to grow the game? If you take that mentality into it as ownership, because all you all you ever hear about these days is, Oh, baseball wants to grow the game. They want to do this. Well, you know, that's a pretty shitty way to do it, to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And you know, I, they do, here's the thing they do, you know, get paid, but it's not much, man. And I, we don't need to get specific in the, in the numbers, but you know, I hear like, you know, single a gets like 1200 a month or something like that. Like, <laughs> dude, I fucking make way more than that. And I'm I just mean, that was shit. Yeah. I mean, like, come on, like, <laughs> What are you supposed to do with that kind of money? But, you know, I almost in, in what I was trying to say is, yes, they do make some money, but like it's almost borderline like being a minor league prospect is almost like an unpaid internship, you know, and it's like, hey, perform and, you know, that's how you get up there. And, but it's frustrating. And I know that they've talked about. And even though I understand all the levels that they have, because they have, you know, the four main levels, low A, high A, double A, triple A, but lower than that, they have, you know, um, the, the Arizona Fall League, you yeah. know, they have the rookie ball, the rookie ball. I mean, there's so many levels, especially for these kids that like get drafted out of high school or international prospects that are drafted at 16, 17, and they have to go through all this, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be totally against them eliminating, um, you know, like a level, like just mm-hmm. go into get rid of like low A and, and go high, just go A, double A, triple A or something like that. You know, I don't know. We're not experts, but there's got to be there's got to be a solution to the minor league problem. There has to be. Yeah, to expect, especially after these statements, like you, you can't expect to get more people to want to do this and to take that, take that process. So if you're going to kind of just shit on it, like they have, like you said, eliminate it, start them at a ball, you know, that, that way, you know, there's no, you're not wasting their time and they're not wasting your time is basically what it comes down to. It's true. The, the next topic, um, and I know there's so much more that you can go on to, because that is kind of the number one thing right now is taking care of, uh, you know, the young guys, but, um, you know, a couple other things here, tanking and competitive balance. Now, you know, you can factor in here. Um, and I've been a huge vocal advocate or proponent. I don't fucking know. Of, <laughs> I really do think that the MLB draft outside the first, you know, few overall picks, who gives a shit? Nobody. It's boring. <laughs> and the thing is, is, you know, like, oh, great. You love to hear the stories of, you know, this guy was a 22nd round pick and, you know, he's made it onto the major league roster. That's great. You know, but like, 
if if you're not one of those big names at the top, dude, like I don't know what there is to get excited. Like, you know, they've tried to like prime time it and make it something big on MLB Network, kind of like how like like the NFL draft is an event of its own, and it takes three days. And you know, the diehard fans watch all three days, but like you know, the average fan watch probably the first two days of it. You know, getting like through rounds four and five. You know, and then the the NBA draft, you know, it's it's only two rounds. You get two picks unless like you've made some trades or whatever. But you know, by default, you have a first round pick and a second round pick, and it's a prime time on a weeknight, and you know, a lot of people watch it. And um, you know, and I'm trying to link into here, Rob, the uh the lottery, because you know, we're hearing talks about there, there may be a, a lottery structure implemented for, um, you know, the MLB draft. And this is kind of to, you know, el- the reason is they're trying to eliminate teams kind of taken at the end to get that like first overall pick or second overall pick. Right. Which it's kind of whatever to me. And I, I don't have the number in front of me, but for the last I heard was like, it would be for the bottom three teams. Like three teams, who gives a shit? If you you know, like like Rob, how, so there's what thirty NBA teams, right? How yeah. many how many are lotto picks? Fourteen. Yeah, basically, I, I, if things fourteen. If, here's the thing, basically, if you don't make the playoffs, I mean, even though they have it, they have it right. You know, like the less lotto balls you have, if you're the fourteenth worst team you know, and if you're the worst team, you have the most lotto balls, but it's like, you have a, you have a shot though, you know, like you could be the 11th worst team in basketball and somehow get the number one pick. That's kind of fucking cool. And so, you know, like, what does that do though for three teams? Like if we're going to really consider doing baseball, uh, a lottery for the draft, why not make it like eight to 10 teams? At least eight to 10 teams. Cause I know there's talk about expanded playoff and stuff. We can get into that later, but they don't because they want to make, like you said, they want to make this a big thing. They want people to get excited about, Oh, you know, the draft lottery and this and that for major league baseball. Okay. That's fine. But think about this though. The majority, oh, not the majority, all of the players that come out of, or that go into the major league baseball draft, you know, a good freaking chunk of them are high school kids that nobody have ever heard of. Yeah. Nobody's even excited about that. And yeah. they don't co- they don't cover college baseball until the College World Series. And even that is, you know, that's not that big of a deal. I mean, we didn't really know that much about Buster Posey when the Giants drafted him. We know we knew he was a good player. We knew he won the Golden Spikes Award and all that stuff, which you know, that's that's significant. And we knew who we knew who Bryce Harper was because he we, they were showing his games. Or not his games, I'm sorry. His at-bats on ESPN when he was, like, 17. Yeah. You know, like, things like that. Hitting 500-foot bombs. Yeah, but they they want to generate excitement for it. And, yeah, doing that with three teams, like you said, nobody gives fucking shit about that. Because we don't – like I said, you don't know who these players are most of the time. You know, so if you're going to do the lottery – I'm, I'm kind of against it personally, but if you're going to do the lottery, you got to expand, expand that to like, yeah, 12, 13, 14 teams. Cause 
unless unless you know major league baseball ex- ex- expands the uh, playoff that's then you can do like eight to ten but but yeah you can't just make it the three shit teams you know get a lot of balls nobody's gonna care about that well and he- here's here's another problem and i'm trying to find the right number is it is it 20 there are there are 20 rounds in an mlb draft dude 20 it's ridiculous it's way too many like <laughs> here's the thing again it go, i tie i tie it back to you know if you want a better product you know if if more kids are not getting drafted out of high school or you know after their freshman sophomore year of college baseball you know, they go back and they improve and they get better and then they increase their draft stock. It's almost it's like, like how many, and I don't blame them. How many off, how many times do you see, you know, an article where uh, Robbie Lewis was drafted in the 18th round of the draft, but he's going to, you know, say stay, no, stay, yeah, and stay in school. Like, because what? So I can go to freaking Arizona and work with, you know, I don't know, the fucking Royals developmental team and try and get better and make you know 800 bucks a month no no you're getting treated better at you know the d1 university you're at you know hey i'm, I'm at arizona state so they treat me better here i might as well stay here i i don't know it, we can go off into the weeds about that but i i think the draft has a huge problem and um you know kind of tie in too you know we talked a little bit before we came on here about uh, salary floor. And I know that's not really a proposal or a thing that's going on, but um, I guess we can kind of tie in the tax threshold with this. Um, you know, currently it's $210 million. And I believe this next year it was set to be 215. Well, you know, they have to reset the tax threshold in the new CBA. So what we're hearing is, is the players want to up it, of course, because they want to make more money, understandable, you know, and this would, you know, be able to add a superstar or one to two or even three really good players, you know, so they want to up it to 250, 260 million, somewhere in there. Last proposal that we're aware of, the owners want to drop it to 180. Um. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that, Rob? Dropping it $35 million? Yeah. They, or my theory is they really want to make it an unofficial uh, salary floor. You know, they want to, because the thing you will never hear Major League Baseball mention is salary cap. You will never hear them say that because no. what makes what makes baseball unique and what keeps them ahead of well, not ahead of other sports, but what keeps them up there with other sports in terms of interest is, hey, if you got the money, you know, you can go out and spin and get whoever you want. Yep. Believe me, like, if if it wasn't about money, teams like, like in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys, they'd have everybody. The the Lakers, they'd have everybody they already, already kind of do. But, but yeah, like, that that's what makes baseball unique. You can actually do that in baseball. You can outspend other teams for <laughs> you, player services. You, you can do it. I mean, just, just a couple of years ago, the, uh, the big Mookie Betts trade with the, the Red Sox and the Dodgers, they had, they traded Mookie Betts to get under that, that luxury tax threshold. If I, if I remember correctly. So it's teams view that differently. Do, do they want to pay, 
the luxury tax penalty. Some teams don't care, like the Dodgers. And some teams won't even think about going near that. So I think they want they they want to use that $180 million as 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 a floor, but they're not gonna actually say it. Say a floor. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm just looking at um the current 2022 only total payrolls though I, I and we did we talked about this a little before we came on too we have a new number one for the highest payroll and it's the new york mets obviously they go out and they bring in some big names scherzer um you know did Marte go there <laughs> they uh, did yeah, yeah yes he did canna i mean they brought in some big names they're sitting currently at 235.5 million dollars that is an ass load of money that's yeah. 21 mil ahead of the former number 1 LA Dodgers who are at 214 Yankees 211 Padres 184 so you know those are the big spending teams you know we could touch on the giants they're currently at 107 mm-hmm. which is and just like it's crazy pack is that right now it's 14th 14th and okay. so i mean but if you look at the current payroll, that's 128 million less than the New York Mets. That's insane. That's, that's a insane. lot. That's a lot of. You would think that's a lot of uh, good players you could add with that money. But, but let's but let's and, scroll on down here to the bottom, and we have the Cleveland uh, Guardians now at 29 million dollars. Dude, oh, Max whoa. Scherzer's Max Scherzer's going to make 43 this year. Mm. That's incredible. So you're telling me that, you know, there's a league where one team's payroll is 235 million and another's 29 million. I mean, you know, something has to be done. And like you like you said, I, I I get not, you know, calling it a floor, but man, I mean, teams teams got to be forced to spend money somehow, don't you think? Yeah, just a couple of years ago, our uh, our beloved Sacramento Kings had to throw money at guys like Dwayne Deadman and guys like that just to hit that floor. They had, that floor. They, they had to overpay for everybody, and it was yep. freaking hilarious. I remember we're, we're sitting there with our with our buddies Eric and Ryan going, "What the hell? Look, we're just paying these guys whatever the hell they want because they have to. We and, have to hit the limit." Yeah. And then you're gonna the see like, the Pirates doing that, and the Guardians, and the Royals, and you're gonna see teams have to do that, and. I, I don't think players, you know, players want to push that envelope as as high as they can. Obviously, you know, you want want to make more money, but yeah, like I have a hard time seeing teams, you know, teams like the Royals, the, well, not the Nationals anymore. I shouldn't say that. Like you know, the A's, teams like that, you know, having to push the envelope for players like that. Like so, I don't know how how united ownership is on that stance obviously it's enough but i just i don't think that's that's a good idea like the the, the players want to want to want to push this this luxury tax threshold higher and higher like i don't know if that's the the answer either but i think i don't know if the owners are are, are going to win on this one like i don't know if they can get all the way back down to 180 million for something like that it just because what it's, I think you just mentioned it. It was what it's two fifteen now. Yeah, I believe that's what it was set to be. Y- yeah. So, and it was one eight. I want to say it was one hundred eighty million back in what two thousand thirteen. Oh. <laughs> a long time ago. No, I mean, it, long time ago. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah so i it's something that they're gonna have to figure out and, and you know like they're so far off on the money though on this that it's like it's this laughable. is this is something that like this is probably the main thing to me is the tax threshold that makes me think this isn't gonna end you know next week you know th- no. they're so far off on the numbers um that it's gonna take time to to you know meet in the middle and and find a number that both sides are okay signing off on so um yeah and i mean factoring into i didn't even mention this i didn't really put on the the schedule but um you know increase in in minimum salary because we've been hearing about the super two as well and and basically get you know getting rid of the super two and um it kind of ties into our first topic though of you know getting players paid quicker and in more money quicker um there's it, it all surrounds around money and and it's frustrating but you know the say hey podcast is sponsored by mantica bedquarters whether you're located in the bay area or the central valley Head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. This one's kind of more on the field, this last thing that we'll touch on which um, always is a little more exciting for us because, you know, when we think about baseball, we think about actual baseball, not the business stuff of Mm -hmm. of everything, but, you know, expanded playoffs. So, you know, we've seen uh, what the last two seasons um, we've had, what, 10, is it 10 teams, right? Or is it 12? I can't think right now. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to count the uh, wildcard playing game. So yeah. Yeah. So it's 10. So you get, two wild card teams you get uh your division winners three division winners so there's your five and your five that would be ten yeah sorry math is hard sometimes yes, <laughs> so basically like before we get into it like wh- what do you think about the current 10 team uh format for postseason rob i think it's trash okay i think- <laughs> I'll I- go for it if the, the, the whole playing game concept to me is so stupid i just you cannot do one game playoffs with teams. It is the dumbest freaking thing baseball ever could have thought of. And yeah, the Giants got it done in 2014 going through it. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I have no real bitterness towards it. I just, it's, it's dumb. You know, it, that whole concept, which I, I mean, I'll say right now, they, they need to expand the playoff. They need, I'm with the, come with owners. I, I kind of want 14 teams. I want 14, a lot of, okay. I want, I want a lot of teams. But anyway, like if they were if they were to stick with the current format, you gotta make make that first wild card shit at least two out of three. You cannot do it one game. That that's dumb. Anything can happen in one game. I know that's oh, that's what makes it exciting. Yeah, but yeah. You, well, settle it. This is baseball, dude. I mean, you can plus four hundred teams on the money line win every day in baseball. All right, it's true. It's <laughs> you true. know, just a couple errors, a couple couple broken bats, bloopers swinging bunts you know it's just a dumb concept so i I would really like them if they don't expand it to 12 or if they don't expand 14 at least 12 it just it keep it will keep fans invested you know every game is going to mean more 
you know, fans won't check out because your team had a bad month and all of a sudden they're 16 games out of first place and things like that. Because that happens in baseball. You know, like, look, look at Arizona Diamondbacks last year. Well, they were really bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, here, here's the thing. So, I understand the want to expand postseason. You know, one, you know, there's the, the season goes on longer because there's more teams involved. So, there's more money to be made. I get that, especially with like, you know, revenue sharing and TV deals, because unlike the regular season, the postseason is nationally broadcasted. Um, So I get that Two, you know, you're giving those fringe teams, you know, a reason to play in September and, you know, make it, Hey, if we get in, we got a shot. And I think, um, you know, that compare other sports again, you know, basketball, you know, you have your top teams and basically those top teams are going to be the ones advancing and eventually winning the finals, you know, football, you get teams that could get in as a wild card and go on a run, but generally your most talented teams will be there at the end of football. The beauty of baseball is you don't have to have the best team and you can go win series. And, you know, our giants are proof of that because, you know, in 2010, were they the best team in baseball? No. No. Um, got hot, rode really good starting pitching. 2012, they were up there. You can maybe they're probably like a top three or four. They, they, they were close in 12. They were they close. were really good. But then in 14, you literally rode one guy to a championship. <laughs> That's the beauty of baseball. Yes. And um, so I get the want to expand it. Now I know. They haven't, uh, you know, decided on this. And I am looking forward to this because this is this is going to be a monumental decision um, regarding how many teams get a chance in the postseason. But I believe I saw somewhere and let me let me see if I uh, see it in this article. Um, I'm pretty sure that the players like settled for, hey, we'll do 12 teams, um, which you kind of touched on mm-hmm. instead of the full 14. So. On yeah, on February first says the last sentence here. The players offered an expanded twelve-team postseason with the uh, universal DH, which of course we kind of touched on last week. Yeah. The DH will be their universal. That's like the one thing that players and owners have agreed on. There will be a DH across yeah. the board moving yeah. forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I'm okay with twelve. I think fourteen's a bit much because I just I get the whole one game wild card argument. Because, and I, my main reason is because you play 162 games to just lose one. Yeah, I get it. Um, but yeah, I, I think if you're going to do, you know, 12 teams, you can make, uh, you know, I, I think best of three is not even worth it because then, you know, you factor in travel um, in that and three is kind of hard to do in baseball. So, you know, maybe just add an extra five game series. You know, make that five and then the rest can go seven. I know they already have a five game, you know, opening series, but I don't know. That's I, I, I'm, I'm OK with 12 teams. I think 14 is too much. Yeah, well, I mean, either way, 12 or 14, like whatever, like it's, it's got to be expanded. And my my take on that is you expand the playoff, you keep fans invested, you keep teams from calling it quits and things like that. And if you want to really expand the game and make it more appealing and exciting to people. I hate to say this, but, and this hasn't been talked about, I don't think yet, 
but they're going to have to shorten the season a little bit. Yeah. And start the playoffs in September. Yeah. That's probably, that, you know, the biggest knock on baseball from the casual fans are it's too long. Yeah. Every game doesn't really matter. And they're right. I mean, I mean, they all matter in the end. Of course they do. But if you're just flipping around on, on a Tuesday night, you know, you're and the giants are playing the pirates or whatever, you know, in June, who, who really, who really cares unless you're a diehard giants. Unless fan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and you have a podcast, <laughs> you know, or, or something <laughs> like that, like, like we do, or yeah. Or, or you got money on it. I mean, that's why, you know, please make gambling legal in California because we all need it. But yeah, don't get me going on that. Yeah. But yeah, that's a whole other thing. But like, it's, is if you make less games, the games mean more is what, is what I'm getting at. You know, it's like, oh, there's 100, 162 of these motherfuckers. Oh shit. Well, I'm going to watch this one, whatever. That's why, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest NBA fan, but you know, on Tuesday night and Thursday night, there is basketball on TNT and yeah. it's, and it's usually two pretty good games usually. So baseball does not have that they don't pull in the casual fan like that it's just like oh these motherfuckers play every day so it's not a big, i'll watch it tomorrow you know i have two things to say and i one i want to go off what we we're just talking about gambling um you know you see over the last couple years and they don't even hide it if you're watching the nfl if you're watching the nba they are pushing FanDuel, DraftKings. They are pushing it. Why? Because those are kind of those fringe uh, fans that, you know, I don't really care that the, um, you know, uh, Jaguars and uh, Colts are playing on Thursday night. Or, you know, it's also Thursday night and the Clippers are playing the Heat. But you know what? The uh, availability to betting on these games or, or prop bets and stuff like that. Like, if MLB really pushed that, I'm not saying they would grow a huge population from that, but they could probably grow. <laughs> They'd grow a little bit be- just because, you know, people want to be degenerates and fucking bet on the game. It's action every day. Yeah. But also, yeah, exactly. Every day. So, but also to go off of your shortened season comment, uh, you know, it, it's tough for me because I'm like, I've kind of adapted. I always, I've always uh, labeled myself as a traditionalist old school baseball fan, but I've kind of adapted. Like I, I've, I've been embracing the new DH, um, you know, which two years ago I would have said no, but 2020 season kind of really showed the <laughs> yeah. assets of it, the positives of it. Um, I, I'm weird because of like single season records and, you know, forever it's been a 162 game season and I'm, I'm weirded out by that. But now I look at it like like football added another game, and they have 17 now. And it's like, well, whatever. If, you know, Patrick Mahomes throws for 5,600 yards next year, you know, we know that he did it in a 17-game season. But in baseball, if, like, what would be your ideal lowered number that's, like, within reasonability? And because I have a number of, you know, like, there's less games. Um it allows players to remain healthier throughout the season. They're not taking a significant drop in money because they're playing so many less games. And, you know, it, 
it makes people maybe watch a little more because instead of, you know, having 13 games in a row, maybe they're only playing 16 out of the next 20 days. You know, there's more days off and the quality of the product may increase. So, cause I, so I think like, I think like 144 games is, is probably somewhere in there, the 140 to 144 range. There's still a lot of games, but I mean, that's 18 games less, you know, that's like, three days off more a month for for players. I mean, you average six times, six months times three. Yeah. So it's three more days off. You know, if you want to give them an extra day or two on the all-star break too, so they can get ready for August. Cause August baseball is tough. It's brutal. Yeah. Um, you know, what, like what's your number? You know, I was thinking around there, I was thinking around like one thirty. So not, not, a, not, not a, too not, big of a, difference. not, not a crazy drop off. It's just, that's a whole, that's a whole month though. It, it, it is, it is. But that was where I come back with, well, you start the playoffs in September, then you don't get as many bad cold weather games. And sure. you, you get a better product on a on the big stage with more teams, is, is, I guess, is, is, what I'm, is what I'm getting at, just to make it more appealing to sure. the casual fans, not like you and I, like we don't care. But yeah, other people. And I just think that's where baseball has missed with, with 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 so many fans like it's just it's so easy to dismiss baseball games it, it, it just it is you know nobody if unless you're a fan of the team most most fans aren't gonna unless they got action on it like yeah baseball i agree with you on that baseball needs to push that you know more they tried a little last year but not not nearly enough not like basketball and nfl do and even golf they but shove it down your throat they, they do it's everywhere they got yeah. a lot they got live odds on the screen yeah you know UFC I mean yeah yeah, between innings and yeah yeah in between quarters and yeah it's it's crazy so that's where they they need to catch up like if you're not a if you're not a Mets fan and the Mets are on what is it is it Wednesday and Sunday they have like on ESPN ESPN. yeah yeah. the Wednesday and Sunday yeah so unless you're a Mets fan really like do you really give a shit if they're playing on Wednesday night baseball No. no you don't you don't really care you just don't because there's so many games. All, every game is not important. And, you know, in games where you got, you got teams getting, getting blown out, you know, they start pulling dudes out in like the sixth, seventh inning manager start, start pulling their catcher. Oh, so we can play tomorrow. Oh, we're, we're, we want to take out, you know, well, not really relevant now, but a guy like Albert Pujols, you know, a couple years ago. Oh, well, we, we don't have to play tomorrow. Getting yeah. our ass. We're getting our ass kicked today. There's so much of that in baseball. And, it turns a lot of fans off. It just, the, it, it does. There would be many benefits to, I don't even want to say shortening the season, just, you know. Um, just a little, you know. Just making less games. Just yeah. having less games. But, yeah. I mean, it, it, these are, I know we kind of went off in the weeds there, but, like, the, these are the main issues that are going on. And, you know, for sure, spring training is getting delayed, which I'm not too worried about. I think spring training is too long anyways. Um, but. Uh, they are, I, th- I believe it was February 28th. Manfred said, if they get to February 28th and things aren't done yet, um, you know, the regular season will be affected. And so I, I, I wonder if they could just, you know, Hey, if, if they miss like 15, 15 games, 20 games, then maybe be like, Oh, well, we can still have an 140 game season. I'd count that. That's a full season. Yeah. I, I, I would count the two. And I don't know what you think about this, but, my conspiracy theory and all this is do, 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 do. do you think they're 
like, yeah, I think they're trying to resolve issues, but do you think both sides at the end of the day are like, you know what, if we don't start this season till May, we can kind of see how it goes and see how people react to a, a shorter baseball, baseball season, not 60 games like the COVID year. That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's maybe a, if we miss it's, just, it's you a know, trial run. It's a, trial a dozen run. or two dozen games. We can maybe see how the season goes from there. But I, I kind of wanted, I'm glad you said that because I wanted to tie in and we'll wrap here in a minute. I wanted to tie that in with baseball in general. And because we talked a little bit before we came on and I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on just kind of like the state of the game. Um, you know, how 2020 weird year, um, 60 games. Then we have, you know, a full 162 and play in a postseason last year. You know, um, that, the, most fans were able to go to games. You know, I'd say, I don't know, maybe 70% across the league, you know, whatever, yeah. get through restrictions and stuff. And then, yeah. And then now we're in this lockout. Like, how much damage has 2020 till now done baseball? A lot of damage, and it, it really sucks. I mean, is but that a fair question? It's a, it's a fair question. Like, I think <laughs> 2020 was such a, a shit show of, of, of a year, not only because the Dodgers won, but yeah, it's 60, <laughs> it was 60 freaking games. It was, it was, it was, it was 60, right? It wasn't 50, it was 60. It was 60. I mean, that is, it's barely over a third of a regular full season. Right, right. So, and my thing was, they were able, Major League Baseball, they were able to use that year to experiment with the, with the double DH rule, you know? And I think it, it, it it took them, it took them a a year to really commit to it. But I think after 2020, they said, okay, we want to implement the, the uh, double DH, but the, the state of the game, though, man, like you, you always hear, we want to expand the game. We want to help the game grow. We want to do this. We want to do that. But, or no, and we want to speed up the game. Uh, you, you hear that a lot too, right? We want to speed up the game. Okay. If you're going to speed up the game, don't make the game worse. And I think that's, that's where baseball has failed. They've made the game worse, and in effect, it's not helping the game grow. The three-batter rule, stupid. Like, that was a horrible idea. It still is dumb. The runner on second base to start extra innings, that is dumb. It's, <laughs> it's laughable. And then not it only It was that, the right year to experiment, though. Fine. That, that, yeah. You're right. Yeah. But dumb. And everybody knows it. And then you eliminate it in the playoffs. So why the hell did you do it all year? You know, it's the dumbest the, major league baseball. They have no, they have no idea, man. Like they want, they want to grow the game. They want to speed up the game. Well, you speed up the game. You make the game a fucking laughing stock. You know, people point and laugh. Like what, what is this? You know, they're replaying this. Uh, there's a three batter roll here and you can't grow the game by making it less appealing. And I, I, I really believe <laughs> their, their whole thought process with speeding up the game, you know, and I think it was with good intention, but I think they, they, they fucked themselves even worse do, doing that. And now it's like, there's all these, these stupid rules. We, we don't even know what's going on anymore. Yeah. And those are all, those are all really good points. I, I do. I think, I think they picked the right year to experiment, but yeah, they were so far off of, you know, improving the product of the game. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say this because I want to wrap real quick, but, 
you know, I talked to our buddy Eric uh, a lot, who is not a diehard baseball fan, just a very casual fan. Um, but he, you know, understands a lot of how business works and how, um, you know, the, the budgets and the payrolls of things work. And so we have some good discussions, especially about um, baseball. And, you know, he, he's made great points of kind of what's really hindering the sport. Nobody really talks about this. And I think he's 100% onto something here. If you look at all the other sports, what do they have? They have national, you know, broadcasted TV deals. You know, it's, they don't have any regional deals. Mm-hmm. Baseball is all regionalized, which is great for, you know, the team or whatever. Cause you know, the giants make so much money off of NBC or, you know, NBC sports Bay area, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, the Dodgers down South make so much money with, was it Bally's um, yes. yeah. on, on their local TV deals. But the problem with that is, is because there are so many games and he factored this in too, because there's 162 games and because, you know, only a certain market can watch teams instead of everybody, you know, it's limiting the exposure and it's limiting the growth of the game. Yes. And, uh, you know, there needs to be, there needs to be more access two teams and you know yeah you can counter with they have the extra innings package you know kind of like they do for you know sunday ticket or nba was it league pass Mm -hmm. um but it's not the same and there's just too much and not enough at the same time and i think that's a great point i think that is kind of hindering baseball so yeah it, 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 it's hindering baseball. Like, and I think, I think to, to, to his point, it's cause it's also cause there's, there's so many games, you yeah. know, I, I, I keep coming back to that. There's so many games and it's so easy to check out. Yeah. There's one national game of the week on Saturday. It's on Fox. Okay, cool. One game, one, yeah. one game. And it's all, it's all, it's all regionalized. You can only watch what's in your, what's in your market. And Rob, when, when those games are on, who's on? Who's on the Yankees, the the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, you know, the Astros in the last few years, Mm -hmm. it's all the, the high, the teams that spend the most money they're in the postseason, you know, virtually every year, you know, great. You're like, here's our best product. We're going to throw it at you, you know, twice a week. And here it is. No, dude. Yeah. No, if you ate prime time, (laughs) Put your lower end teams on there more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how you gr- grow fans, get better exposure out there. And, you know, because if you look at it, you know, Wednesday ESPN nights or whatever for, for basketball, you know, you get, um, I, I think it's know, Wednesday. You, you'll get, you'll get those, uh, you'll get the big teams. But a lot of the times what they do is they have the big teams playing the not so big teams. You know, mm-hmm. you'll have the Lakers playing the, I don't know, Hawks. You'll have the uh, Orlando Magic playing the Boston Celtics. Yeah. They'll have you know, the big name teams. But the they heat mix, the Nets. Yeah. They mix in those lower market teams. Same thing in the NFL. Thursday night football. <laughs> they, you know, the last couple of years they've put better products on Thursday night football. But the majority of the year. 
you have Jaguars, Colts, you have, you know, um, Chargers and uh, I don't fucking know Browns, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, sometimes the Texans and the Dolphins, you know, you you put in. But you know what? What are you doing on Thursday night in the fall, Rob? You're watching those two shit teams fucking play Mm -hmm. there. Why? You know, because there's less games. And because people want to watch football, people want to watch basketball. There's too much baseball. And 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 also, also, and I'm, I'm gonna end with this because I I'm, I know we're knocking on the door here. The thing the NBA and the NFL does better than baseball will ever do. I'm convinced at this point is they market their stars Super better. Stars. Yep. Who the hell knows? If Shohei Otani walked down the street, would you know it was him? I know he's tall as fuck, but yeah, I, I would. But yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I bet you uh, majority of people I know that are just very casual baseball fans would walk by him and think, "Wow, it's a tall dude." Wow, it's Yao Ming's, it. it's Yao Ming's son. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, really, and that's that is what one biggest problem is too. They can't market their Super stars. Yeah. The Atlanta Hawks have Trey Young. The Miami Heat have Jimmy Butler. You know, it's like teams like that. They the basketball is very good at that. The Dallas Mavericks have Luka Dantage, even though they aren't that good. Just yeah. it's all about stars, man. And MLB until they figure it out, they're gonna be number three, and they're pushing four with golf and hockey on their heels. It's true, man. All great points. Um, yeah, let's let's get going here. So, uh, you know, if you know, uh, we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll talk more, especially on. Make sure that you're on uh, Giants Chatter on Facebook. Um, following Rob and I on Twitter at say, Hey, Doug, and at say, Hey, Rob, um, you know, episode 65 and 66, we kind of touched on the pitching side of the current giants. Uh, the next couple of episodes, we'll probably focus more on the bats. Um, so we'll get more to uh, giant stuff next week. Um, but exciting times coming up for say, Hey podcast, man, we got, um, you know, some big name prospect guys coming on, uh, to talk some giants prospects in the next few weeks. So I'm excited about that. Um, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully next week uh, when Rob and I are on again, we have some positive updates. You know, if if they haven't figured it out, maybe they're on the cusp and they're close. Um, because you know, as diehard fans, don't we don't we don't want to miss any baseball. We we do want the full one sixty two. Um, you know, we understand. You know, in order to grow the game, some things may be changed, but need to change. You know, we need we need baseball, man. We need baseball the great American pastime. So, um, yeah. So for say, Hey, Doug and say, Hey, Rob until next time. Go giants. Go giants. When the giants come to town, it's bye bye, baby. Every time the chips are done, it's bye bye, baby. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.